Hello, welcome to Empty Nester Therapy Podcast. This is Rich. And this is Amy. Welcome to season two. Episode five. Cinco. Cinco. <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. Cinco, Cinco. the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So here we are. We're bold moves. We've kind of we've kind of pivoted a little bit. Yep. And we're talking about bold moves, reflecting on bold moves and um yeah talking not about necessarily so location cliffhanger right oh. yeah we're well, not about, go ahead well should i do fun fact first yes we just oh, okay. always do fun fact first okay all right because i know we left a cliffhanger last week but yes. we'll leave it a little longer that's right okay well this weekend it was labor day weekend and we drove up to mount hood which is about an hour away from where we live up in the mountains it's kind of fun it's a it's a uh, they they say it's an active volcano in that it's not dormant, but it, the last time it had done any activity was in 1866. So okay. That's not little... necessarily, but it does have glaciers. You can ski there year round and it's fun to just kind of get out of town and see mm-hmm. the mountains. It's beautiful, all the right. trees and everything. And wishful thinking, it'd be fun to have a cabin sometime up there. Yep. And we were puppy sitting, so we had yep. water, a black lab with us. We yep. got to take him up there with us. But I have a little bit of historical facts about government camp. Oh, I'd love to hear it. Let's do so it. So we, when we were there, we did see a historical marker and we read it, but mm-hmm. we had a question that was not answered in the historical marker, but well, it's answered now. So in the historical marker, it talked about that this was part of the Oregon Trail right. of people coming to the West Coast and they came over the mountains and basically the weather got really bad, snowy, they got stuck and the army that was coming from Fort Kansas okay. to Fort Vancouver, oh, yeah. Fort Lawrence in Kansas to Fort Vancouver, they were, that's how they were far they were traveling. Wow. And they almost got there. Um, they got stuck with snow and they abandoned their supplies, their wagons, all of their stuff, and kind of just left it there so that they could get down out of the mountain. And so the settlers came through. They found all this governmental oh. stuff, and therefore they called it government, government camp. camp. And it. the locals call it Govy. Govy. But when we were and saw that historical marker, we were like, isn't it easier just to follow the Columbia River? Like the way Lewis and Clark came. Right. Yeah. Because it's like, I would much rather go in a flat riverbed than over this really extreme mountain. I have an answer. So there was the gentleman's name was Sam Barlow. Okay. And he Barlow High School. And they, yes, and yep. they were going to charge, there is actually a Barlow Road, but mm-hmm. they were going to charge him and his, like, I don't know, settlers or whatever, a bunch of money to cross the Columbia and to take the Columbia route. Oh, okay. And because he did not want to pay it, maybe he couldn't pay it or whatever, he foraged and made Barlow Road, Okay. which is where government camp was founded. Oh. So he was basically coming, he was basically bypassing the more commercial trade route. I love that. And got him into the mountains and wasn't such a great thing for the, <laughs> the, yeah. the riflemen the, the, uh, that had to abandon their stuff. 
But anyway, so in 1849, it was discovered as a city. And in the 1920s, it was mostly a resort ski town to a very large Scandinavian population in Portland. And then now that's the iconic Timber Lodge. And now it's a very famous ski resort with several mountain places to ski. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's like an hour and 15 minutes from our house, and we can be in the mountains. Yeah, it's, it's like it's the beautiful. mountain. It's super fun. We go there in the winter and go snowshoeing. There's tons of great hiking and skiing and tons mm-hmm. of fun stuff. So anyway, that's what we did, and there's a little history for you and fun facts. Fun facts. Hey, well. Um, All right, the wait is over. The wait is over. So uh, our last episode, we were talking about a little bit about our engagement and um you don't need to go back. You can catch up if you want to catch up on the story. You can go back and listen to episode four where uh, we talk about a little bit about how we met at Point Loma and we were in a drama group that did skits and then yep. all that stuff. And so I think the last, what was the cliffhanger? The cliffhanger was you had written a skit about a guy that liked a girl and said, I don't know how to end the story. And you had turned it into my box in my dorm. And that's where we left it. It's a cliffhanger. But I will pick up from there and I will say, I always had a night class and I actually had a break in the middle of my night class. And so during my break, I went down to my dorm. It wasn't very far. And I picked up my mail. I was picking up a snack and didn't think about it, but I opened up the skit. Oh. And here I am supposed to go back to class. Um, and I have your car cause remember right. in the previous episode I had been in a uh, car accident car accident, and I was borrowing your car. So I actually did not go back to class. Okay. I went to my room and because we didn't have cell phones, nope. I had to go to my room and pick up the campus phone right. with a cord, a real phone. <laughs> it was like a campus mm-hmm. phone, just room to room. Right. And you just dialed my room number. Yep. And I called you and I said, hey, I got your script. I think we should talk about it. And so I got in your car and I drove to your dorm and I sat out front the dorm to pick you up. And as you were walking out of the dorm, there were literally guys hanging (laughs) out of the window of the dorm. Like just picture it, guys just hanging out. Oh my God, so funny. That was so funny. I was like, oh my gosh, the whole world knows. That was so funny. So Young Hall is literally the best dorm ever. It's like the closest dorm to all the dorms into the ocean. You can hear the ocean from your room. And uh, so I was was staying there. So it's a little bit of a little bit bit of a, you know, I mean, three minute car drive. But so I remember when you pulled up and I was telling the guys like, "Uh oh, she read the skit. And we're going to Because I'm like in your big bomber (laughs) car, gray beast. And I pick you up and we drive to Denny's because that's a hot spot when you're in college in the 80s. Yep. Open all night. So we go to Denny's and we order nachos, which I've never really thought of Denny's being known for their nachos. But we ordered nachos and had a conversation and it was like a business arrangement. We were like, let's start dating. And it was like a, a decision, a conversation. We were like, yeah, let's start dating. It's like we made it an agreement. Yeah. <laughs> like we, if we could have, we would have wrote it down on paper. And it was literally like the last week or so of school. There wasn't like much left of school. So it wasn't much. 
And I thought, oh, that's fine. It'll just be a short little fling until the end of school. I was staying through the summer to work at camps and conferences um, on campus, and you were going to be going up to L.A. to work at a camp. So I thought this was going to be kind of a short-term fling. Yeah. I did not know any of that. (laughs) 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 Like, I'm like, sweet, this girl, she's cute. She likes me. I like her. We're friends. I decide to make a bold move and tell her I want more than just being friends. I want, and I'm like, sure. Just I want for a all of it. Weeks. I want great. all. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I for two weeks. You forgot to tell me that. Um, I wasn't gonna tell that to you. I wasn't oh gonna be like, gosh. well, this so is a short term like, <laughs> so arrangement. We, so we decided to date, and then you took me back to my door. <laughs> I did. I dropped you off because I needed the car. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so funny. I had to get to work. So anyway, so fast forward. That was June. First was our first official date. I actually don't think we kissed that night. No, we didn't. I think it was just a, a date, like a decision, <laughs> like an agreement. <laughs> was it was. Made. So anyway, so then uh, uh, we had to go. We, we went through uh, the summer and we kind of still dated. I drove up to camp. You drove down a couple times. Uh, your parents came in town. I met them. Then my parents came down in the fall. You met them. And things just kind of accelerated. And by mid, uh, oh, you actually came to Texas. And I went home for just like a few weeks. And you came home for some of that. And I think it was pretty obvious that you were wanting more. And I think you played golf with my dad and yeah. it was terrible. And Oh yeah, I played horrible. I mean, I, you played terrible. The The golfing <laughs> wasn't terrible. The moment with my dad wasn't terrible. No, it, that part wasn't terrible. I think just to back up just a bit. So I remember like I worked at this campground up in the mountains of LA and you um, came up to visit me. Yeah. And um, TP land. <laughs> I t- called it TP land. TP land because I was working at this camp for kids. Um, and I remember you left and, um, at that summer, um, it was back in the day when you had to pay for a long distance. Oh yeah. No cell phones and long no. distance. So long thing. distance phone calls are literally like a dollar a minute. Oh yeah. It was ridiculous. <laughs> so if you called long distance and you didn't have like a calling card or a pain plan, you just had to pay whatever the retail pay, whatever that price yeah. was. And my, my mom calls me and tells me that, uh, I like charge like $700 on her long distance calling card thing and so my parents were not like very happy about that but we got into this conversation and i was like okay mom this girl she's the kind of she's the one i don't know i don't know like 20 (laughs) yeah i mean but i'm like hey if you like if you're in love and you want to be with them the rest of your life like what's next like i literally was dated like two months and we're like this is it i i told my mom i'm like i need i need um i need more what's next? Like, what do we do next? And she said, sounds like you should get engaged. And I go, cool. How does that work? <laughs> Cause <laughs> do most 20 year old guys don't do know how that works. Do you get them the, the little ring or the big ring? Do you get them both rings? Do you need a ring at all? Like I was literally like my mom coached me up on the phone. Yeah. She did a good job. And so I think after that moment, it was like, okay, this is happening. This is like, I hope it's happening, I guess. (laughs) But we were pretty serious. I mean, once we started seeing each other and trips and coming back and forth, and then when I went to your house to meet your dad and meet your mom, and and they knew I was totally into you. Um, uh, You know, we had fun. You're the only boy I brought home. Right. And outside of like 
people that I dated in high school. Right. And Texas was fun. And then we come back and school started. Well, school was about ready to start. And you made me try out for players. Because everybody did. <laughs> everybody had to try out for players. But here's the deal. We didn't want anybody to know we were dating until after tryouts. I because I didn't the- want anybody to think that you made it just because we were dating. Because I was the director again for the next year. Right. And I was like, I don't want anybody to think, oh, Rich is just in because he's dating. So we had to keep it a secret until after the tryouts. Right. So... That's a thing. And then um, we kind of know we're going to get married, but we actually, I don't even really remember ring shopping. I do remember you asking me what kind of diamond I wanted, but we never really went ring shopping together. Yeah. I mean, we kind of bounced into a couple jewelry stores during like just briefly. I don't even remember trying anything on though. No, you'd never try anything on, but you would look at stuff and then. Well, I'd still look at stuff. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is true. We still look at engagement rings we've been married for 33 years. Um, but I think the thing that I, uh, you know, you're pretty specific. You wanted an emerald cut. You wanted it, you know, and I was like, oh, okay, That's cool. That's literally all I said. Yeah. But you want like the most expensive one. Like the I, emerald I cut. I wanted to see if you were in it. Gosh, they are so expensive. Anyway, so um, it's fall. I've been players. It's like getting close to like thanksgiving now time. everybody knows like we're dating we're dating we're, we're, pretty, uh, we're, we're power couple we're pretty serious <laughs> we're on players and um at any christian college there's always these like um well we had banquets because we didn't have dances because right. it was a nazarene school and they don't believe in dancing so instead of having like a a dance like a winter formal or something like that we would have banquets where right. you'd get all dressed up you do the flower you do the pictures you do everything but instead of a dance floor you eat dinner Right. Yeah. And so, uh, there were, there was a, there was a couple of things coming up and I'd been working hard to figure out how to get this ring. And I finally ended up getting it. Talked to my buddy, Troy Thompson, who's my, just one of my good friends and roommates. And I said, Hey, listen, will you go with me? I'm going to drive up to Rancho Samuels jewelers. But you went so far. Rancho Bernardo. So it was like a 30 minute drive. So we drive up there. I get the ring. Um, and then I just have it. Well, here's the deal. So we, I'm living in an apartment with three other friends of mine and, um, we're all getting ready and we're all going to go to the banquet together. And it's a few days before. And we're like talking about dresses and who's riding with who and cars and dates and, you know, all the little things. And, um, one of my roommates was also engaged to one of my best friends, guy friends. Yep. And he, they were engaged already. And he comes to me and he says, Hey, so Rich wants to go up to Mount Soledad, which is like a mount, like a small mountain in San Diego that has like a cross on it, overlooks the ocean, a big cross statue thing. And he goes, he wants to go after the banquet and like have Martinelli's and just, just have like a, a, like a little moment. And I'm like, is he going to like ask? me to marry him he's like i don't know but that's he just is planning this just a heads up and i'm like oh okay because darren had already graduated and he was staying in our apartment right just for like the weekend because he was going out with you know like on the couch right and just hanging out and so i was like okay because we're all going together so we go to the banquet we're taking pictures (laughs) and at these banquets because it's a christian college they would do these 
engagement announcements. Like yeah. who got engaged in the last semester? Like that's no pressure or anything to <laughs> Ring like by spring. Come on. get married. Like apparently that's like, you're not doing it right. If you don't get this Christian and, college. anyway, I'm getting my MRS degree. But anyway, so we were sitting there at our table and they announced Darren and Paula because they had gotten engaged like a while ago. And you lean over to me and you go, are you nervous? <laughs> and I was Who like, does that? I was like, what for? What should I be nervous for? Oh my gosh, and like I that. was like, are you going to like, uh, like have them announce it as right? like that? That's the way you're going to ask me. Cause you have to remember this is the eighties and there wasn't like big no. ordeals of asking people. No, there was no pre set up pictures ready to take photos of your no. engagement and that no. kind of stuff. No. We didn't have any of that. We just old fashioned, just do it on your knee. You're done. Right. Anyway, so you say that to me and I'm like, oh my gosh. And then you know what happens? What? Nothing. Yep. <laughs> the night that the banquet comes and goes, all the announcements are made. And I'm not really sure if I'm relieved or not. I'm not really sure. Like, am I relieved that you didn't say anything? Am I relieved that we didn't do it in public? Or am I kind of bummed that right. you didn't ask? The so then it's time to go to Mount Soledad. Right. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> we drive up there. We got the, the Martinelli's. We're hanging out. And that's it. And nothing. <laughs> that's it. We had Martinelli's and we went home. <laughs> and actually, Darren and Paula left us. They said, we're all going to go back. And so they were waiting. Darren was on the couch. I think Paula was back in sleep, back to bed or whatever. And Darren was waiting up when I came in right. to see if... If we had gotten engaged. engaged and we didn't. So this is a Friday night, right? All this has happened on a Friday. You got the ring on Friday. Well, okay. I also on Friday called your parents. Oh, that's right. So, uh, I have the ring. Troy's with me. I go, I got to call her parents. So we don't live in Dallas. So I have to make a phone call and I have the worst cotton mouth. I'm so nervous. And I call and I, your dad answers the phone and I say, hello, this is Rich. And I want to talk to you a little bit about Amy. And, and I start to spit out. I start to say, I would, I'm really, you know, how much I love you and care about you. And he stops me and he says, I need to get Deborah on the phone. <laughs> Cause that's what your family does. Every, everybody gets on the everybody phone. Everybody has to be on the phone, but my mom is more intimidating than my dad. Oh my gosh. Your mom is crazy intimidating. So they get on the phone and I continue my thing and I'm literally can barely talk because I have no <laughs> saliva in my mouth. And I, could you imagine if you were in person? Oh gosh, I would be a <laughs> shaky mess. Being on the phone was actually a gift. Right. Um, and I kind of, you know, I come out with it like, um, you know, love your blessing. Uh, ask, I'm going to ask your daughter to marry me. And then your mom goes into, so what's your plan? Where are you going to go? What kind of job are you going to do? Are you going to finish oh, yeah. school? I'm you know, sure. What, you what's know, your what? 401k? <laughs> and then at the end, they were like, you have our blessing. Yeah. And then they prayed for me on the phone, mm -hmm. which was really cool. And then um, I forgot about that. And then, um, so then I got, I got the blessing and I got the ring. Yeah. And you're good to go. But you didn't do anything all night. Nothing happened. Nope. But then Saturday is the Saturday. But wait, 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 wait. You dropped me off. You dropped me off. No, no, no. You call me Saturday morning and right. you say, Hey, uh, what are you doing Monday? And we all know Rich doesn't plan. Yes, at I all. do. So 
I'm like, it's Saturday morning. I don't know what I'm doing today, much less Monday evening. We're college kids. Right. Every day is a new day. And I'm like, I don't know, nothing. And you said, let's go out real special. Yeah, let's, let's go out really nice. Let's go really nice. Like gets dressed up and go someplace really nice. And I'm like, all right, that's it. Monday night. Monday night it is. That's what's going to happen. Right. So to me, the two of us, we're going to be dressed up, blah, 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 blah. So it's so, Saturday morning and I do my laundry. That's what I do on Saturday. Saturday, Amy's doing her laundry. It's also rivalry weekend. It's rivalry weekend. So football NCAA is, football. Right. Football is on. So, and Amy's an Aggie fan and it's Texas A&M versus Texas, I think, or Oklahoma or somebody. Absolutely Texas, Texas A&M. So, oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? Because you like Oklahoma too. I like football, but no. I. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a whole nother episode. Right. We got to go. We okay. Gotta roll anyway, on. anyway, so, um, we, uh, I go over to your, your apartment. I pick you up and we go down to ocean beach and I said, let's go walk the beach and take a study break. Now he gets to my apartment and it is not halftime. Nope. So he's like, let's go walk on the beach. And I said, well, we are going to wait till halftime. Yeah. Cause you're from Texas and you like football, and so which is awesome. I had you wait until halftime. And then we went and walked the beach yep. and you are going so slow. Oh my gosh. I'm trying to dragging s- your feet in the sand. And I'm like, dude, we only have halftime because <laughs> we have to get back to the game. So you're, <laughs> if we're going to walk the beach, we need uh, to get it done. So we go to the beach. I have the ring. I'm trying to get you to slow down. You will not slow down. And literally I go, <laughs> Amy, <laughs> you turn around I'm and, a little ticked. Yeah. And you turn around like, where the hell are you? I'm just like, what? <laughs> and I get down on my knee and I ask you to marry me. And the cool thing is, is he gets down on his knee and he asks me, he doesn't say a bunch of crazy stuff because that's not needed. Nope. Nope. Um, he's just like, will you marry me? And uh, the very first thing I said was, <laughs> what, what did, did my dad what say? What did my dad say? Because it was so important for me, for him to have that moment with my parents and respect them and to just honor them. Right. And maybe that's the bold move. Cause right. the easy thing would be to just ask me, you know, just between the two of us and then right. me be the one to go tell my parents or whatever, but to honor somebody and step out, even when getting their blessing is cool and important, but at the end of the day, you could still get married without it. Like sure. it's not stopping no, you. It's a have to. But it's a it's an honor, right? It's yeah. honoring this process, honoring people that are important in your life, and setting up those relationships right. in the right way right. at the very beginning, right? Like if mm-hmm. not doing that could set it up in the wrong way. Yeah. Yep. So um, anyway, so it was really important because when I said, "What did my dad say?" and you said, "He said yes," that was to me more important. Then the question of you asking me to marry you right. was the fact that you answered with, he said yes. Yeah. Because that was super important to me. So that yeah. was, for me, that meant that you did, you were bold. You're bold for me. Right. Like you weren't. Uh, so I was, was nervous. Important. There's no question. <laughs> um, I think the, the bold move for me in this is that, you know, I had this really strong just understanding of who you were and I wanted more of it Hmm. and I don't know what flipped the switch for me I don't know I don't I can't remember if it was a specific moment but our friendship meant so much to me that I was like there's got to be more here and I think that the even though you kind of maybe thought it was just a two-week thing (laughs) um, 
I had to convince you. Two weeks into 32 years. Right. And I had to convince you that that uh, this was more than that. And I think, you know, that when I came back that first weekend after I'd been a gone. Yeah. And we got kind of reacquainted. Mm-hmm. I think we said, oh, this might be special. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I think bold moves sometimes are just really trusting your instincts. Yeah. Taking a calculated risk. You know, and I don't know if we would have been friends if you'd said no. I don't, I mean, I don't know. That would have, you pro- probably not. I don't know. Probably <laughs> not. Pro- not I, mean, I, I mean, it would have been awkward all the time. Yeah. And, and I would have said, oh, it could have been so cool. And, but at some level you allowed that, uh, bold, my bold move to step out there and you, uh, gave it a shot and that was your bold move. Maybe it worked. Um, but I think. I guess the the circle of the wagons on bold moves. I think it's important to understand who you are and understand what God might be saying to you and how that plays into maybe your next steps. And I and I think yeah. um, you know I prayed about it. I asked friends. I asked people in my life. I talked to my mom about it. I mean, I yeah. think that's the that's the other part is that we were we were pretty. Um, we were pretty strong in our faith, even though we were young, we were pretty strong in our faith and we were, we were always seeking God in all of our life right. in all facets of right. our life. And so, um, it didn't feel like we, we could go too far and be too wrong Mm-mm. if we're sticking close to God. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the, you know, as we talk about bold moves, we're going to talk about some other things that were bold. And there might be actual moves or, you know, actual things, but boldness comes from a place of understanding who you are and maybe what God is kind of pulling you into. There's tons of Bible stories about people doing bold things. Well, maybe the safety that I can do bold things because God is with me, even if I do the wrong thing, God is still with me. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, you have boldness and I think God gives us boldness mm-hmm. um, because of just being a child of God. Right. And right. knowing that we're we're in his hands, right. that we are allowed to be a little bold and risky. Yeah, absolutely. Babies. We were babies getting married. Well, so we got engaged at 20. Uh, On I, December I 2nd. I, December 2nd, 1989. And we got married in December 3rd, 1990. Crazy. And it's been 30, it'll be 33 years this December Yep, of wedded bliss. Wedded bliss. Yeah, it's been fantastic. Two weeks. It took two weeks to convince you. Um, yep. Walks off campus so that you, we wouldn't be seen together. Shh. Hedging your bets. Yep. Keeping my options open. Hey, well, um, hopefully you've enjoyed this little story. We kind of tied the knot on this one. Um, <laughs> uh-huh, I get it. Oh, so funny. Um, and so, but uh, we're going to keep talking about things like this. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. Hopefully you're enjoying this podcast. Um, you know, we we are just uh, empty nesters trying to do therapy on a podcast with each other. And so we are thankful that you're here and uh, listen to us. So pass us on, share us with your friends, um, give us a rating and all that good stuff. But um, thanks for the comment. It's been 26 minutes. And so we probably should land the plane. But uh, hey, thanks for tuning in to the Empty Nester Therapy Podcast. My name's Rich. And this is Amy. Thanks for coming by. Bye-bye.